Peace, peace. Welcome to the uh, Carter Podcast, and I'm your host, uh, Carter. I hope all is well with uh, each and one of you guys out there. And for today, I want to talk about reopening anxiety. Again, I want to talk about reopening anxiety. And <laughs> it's been a while since uh, <laughs> since we've been on this uh, lockdown. I don't know how many months I kind of uh, stopped counting, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, man, just the, the, the pandemic is... Um, starting to ease up a little bit you know it appears that most states are fully uh open and uh, uh, uh operating i believe that california i think i believe i'm not really certain i think it's the only state that hasn't fully opened up but the majority of states have um you know started opening up and they started to ease on uh ease up on some of the lockdowns right um so as a result you know people are outside again <laughs> there's a lot of large gatherings uh basketball courts are full um Football, uh, football fields are you know open. I saw uh, some young kids outside playing football um, today when I uh, when I went out to do my self care, <laughs> my self care to uh, like to work out, like to work out, man, and do some um, and do some sprints. So they did some sprints, and yeah, I noticed there was a lot of people outside on a basketball court. The basketball court was full, and it wasn't many adults out there. It was kind of like a lot of uh, you know young adults to uh, teenagers that was out there um, playing basketball and then on the football field there was there was a group of uh, group of young boys playing um, flag football and um, so yeah you can just, just see you know that no mask too <laughs> but no but it is another another example of how yeah man it's the, the people are outside now <laughs> outside is finally opening up and it was uh, it was funny man this will be back um, this will be back to you know pre pre covid I, I saw the cars outside you know just stopped in the middle of the street or on the side of the street just uh, everybody out uh, talking to each other and just uh, you know reconnecting and um, it was a, it was a beautiful see scene to see um, see again people outside people just um, you know communicating the way that we did um, pre covid you know people was outside that whole social connectedness that they was able, you know we was able to have and we have been accustomed to right definitely been accustomed to uh, it was that was gone for us for a period of time but it was, able, it was good to just see it to see it come back again right also i had this experience where i went to a uh, my girlfriend's one of her friends had a uh, a um, graduation party uh, <laughs> shout out to all the uh, 2021 uh, graduates out there but no she had a uh, graduate uh, graduation party and it was um yeah, it was a lot of people there a lot of people out there good turnout to, to support her and that's a big accomplishment out there i never take accomplishments uh, lightly you know whenever you set a goal and you accomplish it you know that's not to be taken uh not to be taken lightly man and uh you know big shout outs to her and um, but no, it was, it was a beautiful scene. It was an outside uh, experience. The cookout, <laughs> burgers, uh, chicken. <laughs> I think the chicken was um, it was catered via uh, wings. I wings. I got a good wings. Uh, but I wings stopped seem a little um, overrated a little bit. But anyway, but it was cool. It was cool. Cool experience, man. They were, uh, just to be able to connect with people. A lot of people had their mask off. And, you know, we had DJ. DJ was playing the early '90s uh, to the mid '90s to the late '90s to the early 2000s. Um, you know, hip hop and R&B, 
And so it was just really good just to uh, you know, just reminisce on some of the songs and uh, get on the stage, I mean, get on the um, the dance floor or the concrete <laughs> and, uh, you know, and dance. And then I would do the wild bull. We didn't do electric slide. That was a little bit interesting. We do electric slide. We did the wild bull out there. The wild bull. What's something that brought everybody to the dance floor? The wild bull, that, that's the song that did. The, all, the, all the hot jams that was played <laughs> on the wild bull, that was the one song that brought everybody to the uh, to the dance floor. But no, that was a good opportunity, man, just to be around people. Um, again, that social connectedness that we were so much um, you know, used to. Uh, it was good to be able to um, to re-experience that, right? And to, um, yeah, just to feel that feel again. Because again, I, I just do kind of believe that you know, it was kind of how we were Wow, well, we were created, you know, to be social creatures and to be able to interact with people, and um, you know, had that taken away, uh, you know, it was it was a shock, it was a challenge for everybody, right? So again, like I said, man, you know, let's get back to what I'm talking about, man. This uh, reopening anxiety, right? So, you know, lockdown was something that most Americans never really experienced, right? And again, remember, I have read an article which says that uh, one out of six people sought mental health treatment uh, since being in a lockdown. Remember, this this article that I got from my supervisor that was uh, dated in December, right? And I even had one of my guests who was in the uh, field of mental, uh, social services, she was saying that she thought that the number would be higher to be more people that, that sought out uh, mental health treatment during this pandemic. But, but it said one out of six was a particular article, right? Uh, and then, you know, we had a new, because this whole pandemic, we had new guidelines, you know, had a, and it was, we was told that, you know, in order that we can contract this particular virus by being around in, in so large social gatherings and social settings. And so as a result, a lot of stuff was, was uh, locked down, you know, churches and sporting events and um, malls and all that stuff, you know, was was like now and then we was given a new guidelines of how to live uh you know six feet uh, six feet distance um didn't wear a mask and we was told that you know it was definitely for our safety right and all the you know in efforts to stop the spread right and then we got the uh and then also we encouraged to do the physical distance right not bring around other people uh, because again you don't want to uh, you don't want to uh, affect anybody right and so now all of a sudden uh, want some things that we might necessarily be accustomed to, right? Right or used to, or you know, we're not used to. We're not used to that way of uh, you know communicating by not being around each other. You know, now that you know we feel comfortable with um, isolating ourselves because we think it's for our well, we accept isolating ourselves and, and being distant from people because we think you know we were told that you know hey, it was for our common good because again we don't want to spread this uh, particular virus, right? And yeah, and so and as a result, you know. People didn't see loved ones and, you know, just didn't go out, come together for Thanksgiving or even Christmas as a result, because, again, we didn't want to, um, you know, spread this particular virus, but, you know, didn't want to get sick. Um, again, because, we, you know, heard all the deaths that was occurring and, and stuff, and then the uh, hospitals being, you know, full and busy and stuff. And so, yeah, man, then isolated, and isolation uh, kind of became the norm, right? And I believe that, you know, people who are uh, introverts and not, you know, not trying to divide anybody, but people who are introverts uh, probably, you know, they, <laughs> this is fine for them. You know, just being alone and being by themselves and and um, yeah, not being around the people was fine for them, but for some people, again, it wasn't. And then also during this time, you know, it, it, it appears and I kind of do believe that, you know, sometimes even the uh, mental health issues getting worse and with depression maybe intensified and then the anxiety and even stress related, right? 
um, you know, all that stuff just kind of played a factor, right? And then also you, you might look on Facebook and then you see uh, pre-pandemic pictures of large, large gatherings, right? And you might get those uh, uncomfortable feelings. That's kind of what I got when I saw the large gatherings. Like, oh, they had this is not COVID appropriate right now. And that's because of the, um, yeah, and then, and then when people weren't wearing a mask, and they're like, man, this is not COVID. Um, this, <laughs> this is definitely before COVID. <coughs> And, you know, just started getting, you know, worried because, again, like, you know, now, because I'm kind of conditioned, you know, having thoughts about, man, these people could, could get COVID and we can't do this now, right? Um, when I saw those pictures and then it just kind of reinforced to me that, okay, the conditioning that that kind of plays a factor, right? And because we conditioned now in a way to not really uh, feel comfortable with being around other people on close proximity again because you know what I was told and that it was for my own good to be six feet or that I interact with certain people and how to you know um, what to do with um, Thanksgiving and taking my two feet ten feet distances and all that other stuff and how to you know what I should do what I should do and all this stuff and you know for my own safety and again it it, it played a factor because again it's conditioning me in a sense Right to not necessarily feel comfortable around other people, um, or people because again I don't know their status and I don't necessarily know what um, you know if I can contract this virus. Cause again, the, you know the amount of fear that was uh, that was um, you know that was um, utilized across the um, the airways on TV and reinforced, and you know again all that stuff plays a role in you know conditioning and thinking and my thoughts, and now all of a sudden you know we. I don't know how many months later, but we're to the place now where we're reopening again, right? And what happens is, I like to say that, you know, I would like to think and I like to hope that, you know, that that whole anxiety and the whole conditioning that that was, that was, um, um, that I started believing and, and the, the, the steps that I took to, you know, make sure I was safe, make sure family was safe, right? And now it's reopening again. So I wish I could just flip a switch and then I could just be back to my pre- COVID self, right? But no, it doesn't really work that way because again, like my brain is kind of right night to night. You know, now it's kind of wired to think of a way of um, distancing. Mm, on, I said something. A way of distancing myself. And so now when you got to come back, now you have this anxiety like, man, okay. Now I got to be around people again. Now I'm, I'm anxious and worried. I don't really want to do it. And I want to avoid being around some people i want to avoid going to the coffee shop i want to avoid going to the <coughs> concerts um i want to avoid this stuff because you know i don't want to you know i'm a condition i'm conditioned to keep my six feet now this is what i learned six feet and, and my mask right and you know and then it became almost like the the whole new normal and it's almost like wow it is the new normal now right and um, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense to have some type of um, you know anxiety as it relates to uh, opening it back up because again, with the whole conditioning and the part that that plays, and the condition is something that's really real, right? And so um, I'll be right back. I'm gonna take a quick break, and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna talk about just kind of ways to to deal with the uh, anxiety of um, of being around people again, right? When something that we were once used to, right? This is interesting. 
something we were used to, accustomed to, not, not, not like it's ever happened to us before, where, you know, we was, everything was on lockdown. We were so accustomed to one particular way of living, right? In a short, in a, within a short year, in a year or so, you know, with the, you know, with, um, uh, the, you know, the fear, the, you know, the negative news about stuff that could happen and contract this virus or, you know, the points of being away from each other and social distancing and keeping our distance and wearing a mask and, you know, not, not um, meeting in large, uh, large gatherings, all this stuff, right? Um, conditioning that play, right? So we were so used to living one way, but now because of the conditioning, now this is kind of like in a way, um, the way that society is going, now we have, you know, anxiety, right? Like what do we do as we, um, as it opens up, right? And how do we manage that anxiety so that we can live um, productive, you know, productive lives, all right? So come right back, uh, hold on, and I'll be right back. Peace. All right, so, so now we're going to talk about just kind of healthy ways to, um, to deal with a, um, reopening anxiety, right? Healthy ways to deal with it. And um, I hope you guys uh, find some benefits from some of the stuff that I identify. And some of the coping skills that I identify are not in any particular order. But you can just um, you could just identify which, uh, which ones work best for you and just kind of handpick them and uh, utilize them for, uh, for you so you can be productive as we, as um, the world kind of reopens itself, right? Within <laughs> this pandemic. And um, before I get into that, right, um, it, I want to highlight five emotional stages that I found that individuals went through during, we collectively went through during this whole, um, during this uh, pandemic before, you know, uh, lockdown, let's put lockdowns, let's do lockdowns. Um, so there's five emotional stages that people went through during the, during the lockdown, right? So first one is curiosity. Uh, you know, just curious about what was going on, um, severity of the situation of this particular pandemic, this particular virus. So curiosity. Next one is the anxiety, right? Constant worriness of it. Um, third one was loneliness. Uh, fourth one is acceptance. And the fifth one was dread, right? And so, again, this is something I found online. And, you know, so with that being said, so it kind of makes sense that, you know, going through these, these two particular stages and that now that, that the county the country is open uh it makes sense why you know be some anxiety right <laughs> of a reopening because again the vibes didn't go anywhere and then you know, don't want to get you know don't want to get sick right and so i want to talk about again just kind of st- ways to healthy ways to kind of um cope with that right reopening uh anxiety and the first one i want to talk about is uh staying active right staying active and this is one of the things uh, one of the coping skills that i utilize i like to stay active and when i say stay active i'm not going to uh, diminish it to just you know like working out or doing something physical staying active could be you know uh, an enjoyable activity is this concept uh, called uh, behavioral activation or scheduling activity i encourage everybody to go and um, look that up and um, see what that's about and that whole concept but this is a quick review of it, but basically it's just um, like scheduling enjoyable activities that you enjoy. Now, remember, these are activities that you can identify, right? <laughs> I can't identify these um, 
activities for you, but these activities that you can identify that you enjoy doing, right? It could be reading a book, it could be, you know, coloring, you know, reading the Bible, um, researching a career, um, identifying a career for yourself, looking into schools you want to go to, learning a trade, you know, getting your license, um, whatever, you know, it could be, uh, you know, playing uh, chess, whatever, you know, whatever it is for you that you enjoy doing, right? Um, it's scheduling that activity because what, what it does is it, it gives yourself uh, something to do, right? And you're not necessarily having your mind just wander and just be um, uh, worrying about things you can't control, right? It's, a, it's an old saying that the idle mind is, is a devil's uh, workshop, right? And so just being mindful that, you know, the more time that we have, we're just sitting around and like not thinking about stuff. Uh, what can happen is we can get the what ifs, right? And, and what ifs incre- only increases anxiety. Okay, what if when we get off here and, you know, it, um, the country's opening again? What if something happened to me, bad happened to me, and all this stuff? No, but just maybe come back now. Well, what if something don't happen to you, right? <laughs> but I get a little bit uh, into that um, a little bit later because I'm talking about that, um, the whole irrational thoughts, right? But no, scheduling activities. Well, one of the things that I found, right, is that sometimes I don't... Um, I won't always uh, feel like doing certain things. So that's why I necessarily always going to be led by your emotions, right? But if I do the behavior first, then my emotions will follow. So I check this out. I really enjoy running, right? Sometimes I feel like running, sometimes I don't. But because I make myself do it, uh, my feelings of the what I get after is, right? The dopamine, uh, the, the physical, physically how I feel. I feel good afterwards, right? And so because I, I did it, a <laughs> behavior did it, um, you know, I feel good. And I just goes to show sometimes we don't necessarily like feel like doing a behavior, scheduling a behavior, see uh, the point of it. But again, it helps us, right? And because it's something that we enjoy, the feelings of what we did, it will come afterwards, right? So scheduling activities, you know, one of the things, also another thing that, 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 that does scheduling activities it, it helps has given us something to look forward to and, and it ultimately helps us with you know with our moods right all right so um staying active another one is um exposure therapy and this is kind of one of the ways that literature that i read that this is kind of one of the best ways to deal with anxiety is the exposure right and so again some people are at that point right and i respect that um but sometimes being exposed yourself to that thing that you fear the most, you know, it could, it could um, help you to see that, okay, that what I fear the most is not necessarily that bad. It wasn't necessarily what I thought it was, right? And so sometimes that could be what, um, when I care for what anxiety can have us do, right? It could have a look at having a situation look as much larger than what it is. And again, I'm not saying that some anxiety provoking thoughts aren't valid no i'm not saying that and i'm getting out here to you know argue but just kind of giving a different perspective and also giving that the um, knowledge of different ways to, uh, to cope right um so exposure therapy even you might even want to do some of the council or somebody that you trust right um because what happens is um avoidance is one of the worst ways avoidance is, is detrimental <coughs> um because if we're not careful uh, it's, it set us back, right? And physically, you just think about it physically. Uh, when we avoid something, don't necessarily do it, what happens is we start thinking, of, you know, more thoughts that we can't do it. And we start to um, to validate those thoughts, right? Because we don't do it. <laughs> and then we think about why we can't do it, right? And then what happens is that particular thing that was a pebble becomes large as a stone, 
right? <laughs> That's what avoidance does if we're not careful, right? Um, but, you know, exposing ourselves to those uh, things that bring us the most anxiety. And again, you might want to talk to somebody or work with somebody who can get you to that point where you feel like you can um, expose yourself to that, to that um, anxiety-provoking um, situation, right? Um, and again, a lot, and, and this is with, especially with the um, the pandemic, with everything opening up, exposing ourselves, getting to the point where we can expose ourselves and being in certain areas and feeling comfortable, right? Because that's where we want to be at, right? All right, so next stage is, uh, next thing I want to talk about is um, breathing techniques, right? And this is something good we can use when we start to have physical symptoms, we have the the uh, heart, uh, racing heartbeat. Uh, one of the ways to kind of deal with that is to do breathing techniques, right? And breathing techniques, something that's real simple and it's free, right? And, you know, just kind of you know, imagine yourself uh, breathing in and holding it in like, you, you know, like a, um, <clears throat> like a balloon and you would just count it to, you know, count to 10 to, you know, uh, uh, to yourself and, and then you would just exhale it, right? And you want to do that a couple of times, right? Until the uh, heart rate, until the uh, racing heart is, is, is uh, has decreased, right? And it's come to a stable level. And that will, you know, just kind of help with um, dealing with uh, when you start to panic in certain environments and feel, uh, have you uh, regain yourself of balance and more sense of control right all right so the, the breathing techniques another one is guided imagery you know just um imagine yourself seeing yourself being in these, in these uh, different events going to the grocery store going to uh, outside going to the movies whatever it is that you're comfortable going right uh, just going out with people having a mask off right being around them areas of you know you being okay nothing happening to you um, imagine yourself um, that it went well and um yeah you had a good time and you know you didn't get you know you didn't get sick and nothing happened right and that's kind of another way to kind of um, deal with the whole anxiety right is to have positive imagery of, um, of situations going well right because on the flip side you have negative image of it going well again it could be the it could um make you not want to do it make you not want to expose yourself to um to um you want to expose yourself um and isolate but, you know, just having the positive thoughts of positive images of things going well, and it helps you with the uh, with the anxiety, because what happens is it's almost like it's almost like a, a playback. Right. Because you're just replaying what you saw in your mind. Right. <laughs> of things going well, you know, you not, you know, you be around people and not um, getting sick or nothing. And that helps with um, and it helps with the anxiety of it, because sometimes, man, sometimes all anxiety because some is valid but some is not valid right <laughs> and some of it's based off of um you know not knowing or not being exposed right all right so um again we talking about um, anxiety, reopening anxiety uh next one is uh, irrational thoughts you know sometimes our thoughts can play a factor into the um into anxiety increasing and this is kind of one that <coughs> for me i think is it's major and I always try to think positive and also try to combat negative thoughts with positive thoughts or even thoughts that are realistic thoughts, right? Um, and, you know, for example, any thoughts if I go outside, man, I might, I might run around and catch it, you know, I might get, <laughs> I might get sick, but just kind of um, identifying and combating those thoughts with something more positive or something that could be more realistic or, or something that's not um, anxious provoking. You know, I might go outside and I might see somebody that I know and I might smile. <laughs> I might go outside and get some vitamin D 
and um, you know I don't get sick and I you know things go well you know just kind of using those thoughts and using our um, that positive self-talk to kind of um, help um, combat and control our negative thoughts because we can't control what we think about but we can control how long we think about it and we can control what we do about those particular thoughts right and again i say that one time we can't control what we think about we can't control what comes to our mind right we can't control it but we can't filter filter it out if there's something that's not is something that's negative you know just kind of getting a whole filtering machine and saying okay is this something that's is this is a valid or is this something that's more based off of fear all right so if it's based off of fear what's more rational what can I, what can I, um, how can I combat this with something more rational, something more positive, something more concrete that can help me to move forward and not be, you know, led by my emotions and to not have, you know, fear, right? And so it's always important to just kind of challenge the validity of uh, some of our thoughts. And um, because our thoughts, again, our thoughts can help us, um, it affects how we feel and also affect our behavior. Um, and another thing I like to do is, um, Another coping skill I want to give and I like to do personally is mindfulness is being present in the moment, you know, not necessarily thinking about things in the past, right? Or even things in the future, because I can't control either, right? I can't control the past, but I can affect my future a little bit by what I do in the present, right? And so sometimes being mindful is, you know, when you get in your head and you're thinking about stuff you can't control and you're thinking about what could happen and what ifs is centering yourself and saying, hey, maybe be here now or you know walking around on the floor or you know, grounding yourself or uh, thinking about things that that's going on within your your present environment you know if it's like in your room looking at your knob and the, the wall the window on uh, the chair but what it have what what it does is it helps you helps us to be more in the present and not necessarily ruminating or thinking about stuff in the past even things in the future things that we can't control right um so um being mindful, mindfulness, right? Being more present, that can help us with enjoying the moment, help us with concentrating, and um, yeah, and help us with um, being the best that we can be with our present environment. All right, yeah, so yeah, reopening anxiety. Hope you guys enjoyed this. And um, I got um, some quotes I want to drop. It's a new segment I got coming up. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, until next time, peace. For this segment, I want to leave. Uh, I want to leave you guys with uh, with two quotes uh, that uh, I think that would be very helpful as we uh, reopen and um, you know going back out into the uh, <laughs> back out into the community. Outside is open again. Um, please enjoy it. Um, but just two way two quotes about um, anxiety, right, and overcoming anxiety. All right. So the first quote is. Uh, nothing diminishes anxiety faster than action. Again, nothing diminishes anxiety faster than uh, faster than action. And another one, and this is the last one. Uh, every time you attempt it to react in the same old way, ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a prisoner of the future. All right, now, uh-huh. peace.